Miami Dolphins head coach Mike McDaniel gave us an update on the state of affairs with defensive tackle Christian Wilkins. We're getting into that here today on this episode of Locked on Dolphins. You are Locked on Dolphins, your daily Miami Dolphins podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, Miami, welcome to another episode of Locked On Dolphins. It's your team every day here on the Locked On Network. I'm your host, Kyle Krabs, a lifelong Miami Dolphins fan, host of Locked On Dolphins, co-host of Locked On NFL Scouting with Joe Marino. I want to thank you guys for making Locked On Dolphins your first Miami Dolphins listen of the day. Today is Wednesday, August 16th, 2023. You can find our shows on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Today's joint practice day with the Houston Texans. And while uh, we will be reacting to whatever happens with joint practices, we just finished having uh, press availability for Miami Dolphins head coach, and he talked about Christian Wilkins. Now, if you'll excuse me, I got to catch my breath here. Christian Wilkins and the Miami Dolphins are actively working on a contract extension. That is good news. We have uh, seen kind of a turn of events for Christian Wilkins over the past week, week and a half at Miami Dolphins training camp. Um, Wilkins showed up to camp and just absolutely destroyed every player he lined up across (laughs) for the first two weeks of, of camp. Destroyed. I've never seen a player perform uh, the way he did on that Friday practice setting against the Dolphins offense. And then Christian Wilkins has repeatedly been at practice, but has not partaken in the 11 on 11 drills. And it's built to the point now where Mike McDaniel is asked about the state of affairs with Christian Wilkins And uh, Mike McDaniel, and I'm paraphrasing here, said uh, Christian Wilkins uh, is an important, critical member of this team, and he believes his play warrants a new contract, and we agree with him. Uh, And as a result, we are having him not participate in the team drills until that is resolved. Uh, He said, ultimately, Christian, when Christian practices again next, is up to him. He said he's comfortable with the situation. He said there's constant communication. Again, Christian is at practices. He's partaking in individual periods, but he is not partaking in 11 on 11. So this tells us a couple things, right? And this is, I was originally just going to do a practice recap, and then we heard this update from Mike McDaniel. It's like, okay, like there's, there's a lot of layers here that we can really dive into. And for Christian Wilkins, love the fact that Christian Wilkins wants a new contract and to remain a member of the Miami Dolphins because he's one of your five best players. I don't care what the sack numbers say. He's one of the best run-stuffing players in football, and the pass rush is going to come in this scheme. Health willing, it will come. And the production will be plenty in line with what your expectation would be for a player that's going to warrant the kind of dollar amount that Christian Wilkins is going to warrant. And uh, there's some strategy, I think, that's involved in both parties here. And that's probably the holdup at this stage. And we could talk about that here in just a moment. But uh, I'm highly encouraged to hear Mike McDaniel say uh, there's constant communication. We are working on a contract 
extension. We agree with Christian Wilkins that his play warrants a new contract extension. As a result, he is not participating in the 11-on-11 team periods uh, while that is being communicated and figured out. Okay, That would give you an inclination that a contract extension is probably knocking on the door. It's probably a headline we're going to get here sooner rather than later. And you are in the midst of just among defensive linemen across the rest of the NFL. Nick Bosa is holding out of San Francisco 49ers camp. Uh, and Chris Jones, defensive tackle, is holding out of Kansas City Chiefs camp. And Chris Jones is getting fined, what, $50,000 a day? Because uh, he's straight up holding out. Now, Christian Wilkins is here. Christian Wilkins is working. Christian Wilkins put an exclamation point on his argument for a new contract with his performance the first two weeks of camp because he shredded the Dolphins. So you feel like there's enough momentum here. This will get done. I don't think either the Chris Jones contract or the Nick Bosa contract. Bosa's currently playing on his rookie deal like Christian Wilkins is but Chris Jones is an actual interior defensive lineman, and he's looking for $30, $31 million a year. That's not the Christian Wilkins stratosphere. Uh, my estimate, my rough estimate, has always been Wilkins is probably looking for 20 mil plus. And the Dolphins, their leverage and argument would be, well, from a actual passing down production, we're not quite there yet. So let's let's come under that number a little bit. You have seen Jeffrey Simmons get a new deal. You saw Javon Hargrave get a new deal. You saw Dexter Lawrence get a new deal. You saw Quinton Williams get a new deal. Like You have all the information you're going to have as far as negotiation points for this contract. And the fact that there is a cognitive decision for Christian to not put himself in a position to be out there in a team setting where one false step one tripped teammate, uh, one bad move could suddenly blow all that progress up, um, uh, I think is the best omen that you could possibly get that the Christian Wilkins contract is imminent uh, for the Dolphins. Now, why isn't it done? Right? We've said you have all the other contracts that you can compare to Christian Wilkins have been logged. Uh, I, I think there are a couple different avenues that the Dolphins can explore at this stage that is not the status quo that we generally accept it as what would be sound strategy in March, April, May. Right now that you're you're into training camp and you have a finite amount of salary cap at your disposal, you have a couple different options on how you want to choose to handle this. And that's what we're going to kind of Take a look at next year on this episode of Locked on Dolphins. Got good news for you guys. You do not have to choose between hair growth and your health. Nutrafol provides a whole body health approach for men that promotes healthier hair with no drugs, no compromises, just better hair. Men think that losing their hair is inevitable, but you can take control of your hair's future with Nutrafol science-backed hair growth supplement for men. Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist-recommended hair growth supplement, clinically shown to improve your hair growth, visible thickness, and visible scalp coverage. Nutrafol's hair growth supplements use physician-formulated natural science-backed ingredients. Their drug-free patented technology provides consistent, reliable results without compromising your sexual health. Go to Nutrafol.com 
slash men and take their hair health quiz. Identify causes for your thinning hair and Nutrafol will give you a personalized plan for better hair health through whole body wellness. Nutrafol supports healthy hair growth from within by targeting root causes such as thinning from stress, hormones, environment, nutrition, lifestyle, metabolism through whole body health. And it works in a clinical study. 84% of men showed improvement in their hair after six months of taking Nutrafol's men hair growth supplements. Take the first step to visibly thicker hair. For a limited time, Nutrafol is offering our listeners $10 off your first month subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com slash men and enter promo code locked on. Find out why over 4,000 healthcare professionals recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. Nutrafol.com slash men. That is N-U-T-R-A-F-L-O.com slash men and enter promo code locked on. So as far as why the Christian Wilkins deal is not done. The Dolphins from a salary cap perspective. Back in March, April, May. It was generally perceived you could extend Christian Wilkins, take his $10 million that he's owed and change. Convert the vast majority of that into a part of his signing bonus. Leave him with a year one minimum salary. So he's due $10 million. You would take effectively $9 million of that and that $9 million plus whatever else you would want to give him as a signing bonus could then be prorated out over several years of the contract. So the salary cap hit for Christian Wilkins in year one of a new deal back in March, April, May you could say, well, you can get more salary cap space by signing Christian Wilkins to a long-term extension. And that was true. But with the Dolphins' long-term outlook, and and long-term outlook I, I think is fine, the 2024 outlook is a challenge. There is a 2024 hurdle that has to be cleared and how the Dolphins choose to do that and who they choose to make commitments to um, is a bit of, of gray area and unknown based off how this season plays out for the team. But Christian Wilkins presumably will be a piece of that puzzle in spite of being in the last year of his contract because they're working on a contract extension. Is there more value for the Dolphins now to take a strategy of a minimum base salary, convert the rest of the money into a portion of your signing bonus. He gets more cash up front. You prorate out all of the guarantees that you give him for a smaller cap hit this year. And in return, a bigger cap hit in year two and year three, or with the Dolphins sitting at over $13 million in cap space, Presumably a handful of players still yet to address, probably an interior defensive lineman, perhaps another offensive lineman, but that's probably it, barring injuries at this point and stage of the game. Is it not better for the team to leave Christian with the money that he has and provide a greater influx of the cap hit in year one? being this year, give him a pay raise, but not just a pay raise, 
a salary raise? Can you give him a roster bonus? Can you find other ways to put more money into the first year of the contract so that when Christian Wilkins, who's currently not under contract in 2024, is under contract in 2024, and it's year two, technically the first new year, but the second year of whatever contract they are presumably going to come to, you can have a big hit in year one, front-loaded, and a reduced hit in year two to make it easier to bridge the gap through 2024 until your salary cap space dramatically and exponentially opens up starting in 2025. Seems like it makes a lot of sense. So from a strategic perspective, we spent three months, four months saying, yeah, the Dolphins, they can buy themselves more salary cap space by extending Christian Wilkins. I don't think that's in play. I don't think that should be in play. With the players that are available, the talent that's available, the salary cap situation this year, the salary cap situation next year, if you can front load and put more money now and take advantage of having $13 million in cap space at your disposal and eat money that would otherwise go to Christian next year anyway, or eat salary cap hit that would otherwise go to Christian next year anyway, you're creating a smaller hole to have to dig yourself out of to become competitive and cap compliant in 2024. Now, what the holdup here is. What does that impact for the kind of money that Christian Wilkins sees in 2024? Because Christian's saying, great, I'm going to get a pay raise in year one, but I don't want to play for hypothetically $7 million next year. The whole point of this is for me to have a pay raise and, and be competitive with my peers in pay. So what does that manipulation look like where the money that you're investing immediately for a signing bonus how can you front load that and then still have the fun money salary cap magic pulling of strings that's going to allow the Dolphins to make sure Christian Wilkins gets paid in 2024, but also is paid in a way in which they can start to manipulate and reduce a salary cap hit in the second year of that contract? I mean, it might, it, it very easily could just be a matter of, well, we'll give you a base salary and then restructure it and convert it to a signing bonus and restructure after the first year. You'd probably prefer not to do that if there's other ways to bake in how that money is delivered. What does that look like? I think that's probably the fine print that is a lot of this aside of whatever dollars apart the two parties currently are. I don't think this is just as easy as, well, put them down for 20 mil a year for the next four years, call it uh, 10 years or five years, $90.6 million. Uh, he's going to get $20 million starting next season. I don't think it's, don't think it's quite that easy. And I think from a dolphin strategy perspective and the best interest of Wilkins and his party to, um, get compensated and stay compensated appropriately. That's in my estimation, why this is not done at this stage, because the dolphins do have to thread the needle and they're going to try to thread the needle. And I applaud them. They should try to thread the needle, but that means you're going to have to really be strategic about how you write some of these contracts. And that takes time 
And it probably is going to require some give and take beyond just the annual average salary of whatever the new money is on the deal. That's how I see it, at least. Um, I'm hoping we can get this contract done. We can kind of dig our teeth into it and really react to it. Uh, but the Christian Wilkins thing is not the only news that we got throughout the course of Mike McDaniel's press availability. We're going to talk a little bit about more about what we got from Mike McDaniel for some odds and ends as we bring this episode of Locked on Dolphins to a close. Hey, by the way, uh, dropped a film study for the Locked on Dolphins subtext uh, last night, which was fun. I ended up doing uh, the coach's film of the uh, first possession against the Atlanta Falcons offensively and looked at the player performances, kind of the execution, who performed well, who did not. I had planned to do the entire offensive tape. I did the opening drive. It was 26 minutes. <laughs> so I said, okay, uh, I'm just going to drop this as a video, and we'll we'll try a different strategy for, for recording strategies. But if you're not on the Locked On Dolphins subtext, now is now that we're starting to get film, we're into the season, uh, that ball is really going to start to get rolling for that community. You can text Dolphins to 305-419-3924 to sign up for the Locked On Dolphins subtext community. That's 305-419-3924. Get your first two weeks free. Find out if you like it. If it's for you, we got some resources. You can text directly with me. I'm in the process of uh, potentially trying to set up a um, community area as well, uh, which would be a very exciting development uh, for me, for all of you guys to be able to interact with each other as well. But it's a direct line of communication with me. Uh, you get access to things like film studies and research projects and so on and so forth. So for your consideration, uh, first two weeks free, if you like it, that's Dolphins 305-419-3924. You can text and sign up for free for the first two weeks. We heard from Mike McDaniel. And Mike McDaniel disclosed that the Dolphins will be protecting Jalen Waddle from himself. Jalen Waddle is from Houston. The Dolphins are having joint practice in Houston. Jalen Waddle is fired up and raring to go. And they said, well, he's not going to practice against Houston. <laughs> um, and I think that's the, the common theme for the vast majority of these bumps and bruises and dings and uh, it, it came out that Cater Kohu is also dealing with a minor injury in his day-to-day. -day. Uh, they might do some reps and get involved, but they might not. And I just know, I know that the, the social timelines are going to freak out. It's, Cam has a shoulder injury. Jalen Ramsey's out indefinitely. Cater Kohu's now injured. But just remember what this Dolphins team's strategy was with contact and workload management last year too. They are conservative and they will take players. And, and Mike McDaniel kind of alluded to this as well uh, earlier in this training camp. Now is the time to handle guys with care to make sure that something that's a minor injury that you could play through if you were playing for keeps does not bother you all season long. Unless there is a report that says player X for the Dolphins is expected to miss X weeks with Y injury. I am operating under the assumption that this is workload management, handle with care, be ready and be hundred percent for the start of the regular season. There's no need for these professional athletes to push themselves through to work excessively in training camp. That's my opinion on it. And that they, the dolphins 
seem to share this sentiment with how they are handling players like Robbie Chosen, who can practice, but is dealing with a nagging injury, so he's not going to play in the preseason game. Or Braxton Berrios having to spend a couple days away to let his stitches heal. Or Cam Smith, who's out for a few weeks, uh, but then magically is out there stretching and doing indie period. Uh, at practice, the day after his injury, Mike McDaniel said he's kind of on a mission to prove something to his teammates. Um, and the expectation is he will be fine. And Jalen Waddell, they have said, is fine. He's going to be fine, but he's not practicing. So what that means for what it looks like against Houston, we'll find out with what practice looks like against Houston. But what I'm not worried about, anything that the Dolphins are dealing with right now that's not like Tanner Connor, Nick Needham, and Jalen Ramsey, I'm not worried about any of these players and their outlook against the Chargers in week one right now. And if they walk that line and they keep it that way, then you can give yourself as good of a chance as you can to have as fresh of a start as you can and as close to 100% as you can, with the exception of the starter and Jalen Ramsey. And that's obviously a huge gut punch to miss Jalen Ramsey. But I would rather Jalen Waddle and Cater Kohu miss two weeks of practice with joint practices that can get scrappy and overly competitive anyway against Houston and Atlanta and be ready for the Chargers when you're playing a game that's going to count in the standings. How do they manage that workload? We'll find out. We might sign another 10 corners. <laughs> but um, yes, we the Dolphins, along with every other team in the NFL right now, are, are dealing with bumps and bruises. Uh, but unless there's reports of players uh, missing estimated weeks timetable or undergoing procedures uh it, it's maintenance regularly scheduled routine maintenance dealing with minor injuries that you don't want to nag all season long so that your players can be their best for as much of the season as they can be but as the saying goes football is a game of attrition we will find out just how much the dolphins have loaded up for the chargers to start the season here uh, in about a month, because uh, we're getting close. But we have joint practices with Houston this week. We have a preseason game on Saturday afternoon against the Texans. We will have you covered with all of that here on Locked on Dolphins. It is your team every day. Fins up. I appreciate you guys for checking out the show. You can find us on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. Hope to see you all again tomorrow. We'll be back talking more Dolphins football. Peace.